Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. The following episode was recorded in 2021. Let's jump in. All right, let's do this. Romans chapter 16, the last chapter of Romans. We made it. We made it to the end. This chapter I love. I love this chapter. Um, so to recap, the, uh, the book of Romans... Chapters 1 and 2 talk about the unrighteousness of humanity, like there's none righteous, no, not one. Then in chapters 3, verse 5, or 3 through chapter 5, is really about the righteousness of God. So man's not righteous, but God is righteous, and God has provided a righteous um, way for us to be saved and redeemed. And then in chapter 6 through 8, uh, there's this discussion that we are no longer slaves, because of what Christ has done, we are no longer slaves to the law. We are no longer slaves to sin. Uh, we are no longer slaves to condemnation. And then 9 through 11, or is the uh, this new Israel, like how does Israel fit in? What does the idea of Israel fit in? How does uh, historical Israel fit into God's redemptive plan? That's in chapters 9 through 11. Then 12 through 14 is all about being transformed through the gospel um, and including how do you never navigate the gray areas of life? So, you know, chapter 12 begins in, in view of God's mercy, prevent your, present your bodies as living sacrifices. And then the next two chapters are talking about the practical living out of the gospel, uh, even and including the gray areas. And then chapters 15, 16, kind of concluding remarks. And um, chapter 16, I told you I love. I'll tell you why I love it. Because you got all these great theological teachings in the book of Romans. You've been made new, and then God has broken the wall of hostility. He's brought made the two one. He's uh, brought together Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. He brought all these different groups of people together through the work of Jesus on the cross. And then I love chapter 16. You know why? Because it's working. <laughs> chapter 16 is awesome because it is a roll call of the, some of the disciples in Rome who are following Jesus, and they are, uh, the, this roll call is a testimony that it's working, it's happening. The family of God is growing. So part of the reason I love Romans chapter 16. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to prayer today. Welcome to the podcast. Um, if you're just jumping on, hey, Good thing is on the podcast, they're all there, all 16 chapters and all 16 readings that we've done together. You can go back, start from the beginning, episode one, chapter one, that's Romans one, and go through all of them. And uh, you can you can kind of relive what we've done. Or if you want to re just relive it yourself and go through it again, it's all on the podcast. So uh, Pastor Terry's daily podcast right there. Easy. All right, let's do this. Chapter 16. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. 
Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Lynn. I commend you. No, um, he's wrapping up personal greetings, right? I commend you, our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church of Sincrea. So Phoebe, very likely, um, it would not be uh, uh, improbable that she actually was the one who carried the letter. Um, he commends her first, and so she may have very well been the one who brought the letter of Romans to the church. You know, back then there was no email or DocuSign. <laughs> hey, Phoebe, can you DocuSign this for me just to confirm you received it? Um, yeah, there wasn't that. <laughs> so, so Phoebe, I ask you to receive her in the Lord. That's what, if she was carrying the letter, this would make sense, right? Receive her in the Lord. When she re comes with this letter, receive her in the Lord. In the same way, uh, in a way worthy of his people and give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Wow. Way to go, Phoebe. Verse three, greet Priscilla and Aquila. Here's a, here's a couple names we're familiar with from the book of Acts. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. So we have Phoebe. Now we have Aquila and Priscilla, these two business owners who've been transformed by the gospel, likely people of affluence and means. Uh, they have been transformed by the gospel of Jesus. They're faithful, mission-minded entrepreneurs. Uh, and Paul says, hey, greet them. Greet my friends, Aquila and Priscilla. Um, they, uh, they mean a lot to me. Verse 5, greet also the church that meets at their house. Whoa, they've even opened up their home to house the church. So they're significant in the in the um, church at Rome. It meets in their house. Notice, meet, greet the church that meets in their house. There technically isn't a house church. It's the church or it's the people that meet in the house, just like on Sunday morning. Greet the people, greet the church that meet at 3380 State Road 580. Meet, greet the church that meets on Main Street. Greet the church that meets in that white building with the steeple. The church is the people. You know, here's church and steeple. You open up the doors and there's the people. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome, everybody. This is an awesome chapter. Romans chapter 16. It says, greet also my dear friend, uh, uh, Apentius, who was the first Christian convert in Asia. So somebody, trivia test. Hey, who's the first Christian convert in Asia? Like, I know. I read the book of Romans. So Romans chapter 16. It's Apentius. It's the Christ, first Christian convert in Asia. And Paul says, Greet my dear friend, uh, Apentius, I'm probably not saying that name wrong, right? Uh, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. And that word first is really like first fruits, the first of many. 
He's just the first, just the first of many. There are going to be plenty of plenty others. Verse six. Greet Mary, who worked very hard among you. No, Mary is actually one of the very few Jewish names in this list, uh, and Paul recognizes her as a very hard worker. She's spread. She's worked hard to spread the fame and the name of Jesus. So already, right? We've got Phoebe, obviously a female. You got Priscilla and Aquila, husband and wife. You got Epinatius, first Christian convert. You got Mary. And now in verse seven, you've got Andronicus and Junia, two women, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Whoa. These days, we get, we're getting all this conversation about women. It's, a, it's been a constant conversation about women in ministry, women preaching. And one of the powerful proof texts that women were in, in, in powerful and influential positions in the church, including apostolic ministry, is right here in chapter 16, verse 10. These two women. Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who actually their names are are Greek, are Gentile, are Greek, right? But they've been transformed by the gospel. They're uh, so they are Jews who've been obviously not raised anywhere near Jerusalem. And Paul says, "Greet them. These are my kids. They were they were slaves. They were they they were in prison just like I was." And they are outstanding among the apostles. Now, you know what's interesting to me? People who, who want to argue against women in ministry is all like, yeah, well, that's, that's just one verse. <laughs> and there are other verses. There's, there's plenty of other verses that affirm the, uh, the role of male and female both in ministry. But they'll say, oh, that's just one verse. Well, what's wrong with that one verse? It's pretty clear that they were outstanding among the apostles. Like they weren't just one among many. They were outstanding apostles. What is apostle? A sent one of God, commissioned, sent on mission for God to preach and proclaim the good news. Just like the first two who left the empty tomb, who also happened to be women, to announce the resurrection of Jesus. It's crazy, people. It's crazy. And then it's funny because we like people who, who you know, uh, you know, restrict women from preaching. You know, they're they the claim to fame is, you know, their sort of talking point is, well, we stick to what the word of God says. Well, which you mean part of what you think the word of God says, <laughs> because you don't really listen to that part. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Um, so you got women, you got men, you got business owners, you got female apostles, verse 8, greet Amplatus, my dear friend in the Lord, verse 9. Now, the interesting thing in these verses, verses 7 through 10, this is really, really cool, right? 7 through 10, these are list, many of the names that are listed are slaves. These are names that were commonly given to slaves. And uh, just stop, man. Just stop and think. 
at the table of the gospel are seated business owners, female apostles, men, preachers, uh, former slaves, the affluent. They're all seated at the table. Paul, in this, in this, even whether intentionally or, or just by example, he's showing that the gospel works. It is creating a new community, a new family of Jew and Gentile. You got Jew and Gentile sitting together. Amazing. Amazing. So you got these slaves from 7 through 10. Most of them are slaves who have been transformed by the gospel. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachius. Greet Apellus, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household household of Aristobulus. Now, I don't know if that means Aristobulus was saved or not, but his household was. <laughs> he might have still been a rascal. I don't know. But his household, Paul says, greet his household. He crazy, but meet his out, greet his greet his household. He was probably included in in the saved, but you know, doesn't say that specifically. Verse eleven, greet Herodion, my fellow Jew. Now Herodion, right? These are people who are uh, who who uh, was usually given a name given to someone or a family that was loyal to uh, Herodias, a Roman. Um, so to King Herod, so at some time he or his family had sworn allegiance to Rome and here he has sworn his ultimate allegiance to Jesus. It works people. It works. That's what I'm saying. I love this chapter. So you got, you got former Herodians, people who were like, devoted to the government. You've got slaves who were the servants of the lowest of the low. You've got women, preachers, apostles the, who were outstanding among the apostles. You've got entrepreneurs. you got male, female, slave, free, Jew, Gentile. So what Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation. For who? For everyone who believes. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. I'm feeling it, y'all. I'm feeling it. Coffee kicked in. It works. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. What can bring slaves and entrepreneurs together? What can bring uh, those who are devoted to Herod next to those who are devoted at one time to Jewish law and custom? Jesus can. That's who. Jesus, don't tell me. Don't tell me he can't bring Democrat and Republican together. Mm -mm. If he can do this, Romans chapter 16, he can do that. He can. And if he and if it, and if it's if, if it ain't working, it's not because Jesus ain't trying. <laughs> Verse 11 B. 
Greet those in the household of Nar Narcissus. Narcissus. Now that name, when I just say it, I butchered it, but the way I said it, um, it sounds like what? Narcissism. Narcissist. Right. And that's where we get our that's where we get our word from that the Greek god um, who, you know, was basically the, the Greek god who fell in love with his own image. That's where we get our word narcissism. And so this guy, this guy had been named after a, a Greek god. The Tanya man, this how would you like to be at that dinner table that church? <laughs> you know, that was some interesting stuff there, man. Woo. I bet that was some interesting stuff going on there. Verse 12. Greet Tyrafina. I probably ain't much different than our churches now, but we got some crazy people at church. And ain't got to look much further than myself. I said, boy, they let that guy preach. Man, he crazy. He crazy. Where did where they get that? Greet Tyrafina. Look now here we got some twins, a couple twins right here. Couple twins. Look, even even got some twins. Ain't that cute? Right here in the family, guy got a couple twins. <laughs> couple twins here. Tyrafina and Tyrafosa. <laughs> Tyrafina, Tyrafosa. Did you know, Mom messed that up? Hey, Tyrafina, Tanner, Tanafuna. Who are? Come here. I don't know who you are. Come here. <laughs> you know, Mom and Dad messed that up. Tyrafina. This is probably Tyrafina. Yeah, you come here. Tyrafina Tyrafosa. Come here. Both of you. I'll sort you out when you get here. <laughs> you know it. Tyrafisa, Tyrafeeble, whoever you are. You. Yes, you. Come here. Because <laughs> that's close. Tyrafisa Tyrafosa. Poor dog. Tarafisa, get down. Oh, I mean, uh, Wesley. That's <laughs> my dog. <laughs> uh, again, two women. Those women who work, what, hard in the Lord. Now, these were kind of delicate names. They were kind of dainty names. Their, name, their names their names, were translated to something like delicate or dainty. But Paul says, don't be confused. Don't come be confused. Because Tyra Banks, no, <laughs> Tyra Fosa. Just seeing if you were listening. <laughs> Tyrafina and Tyrafosa, these women go hard, bro. Look, there ain't nothing dainty or delicate about them. They go hard. Greet my friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Also, verse 13, greet Rufus, Chosen in the Lord. Rufus, man, that just sounds like someone hard to play like football or rugby. Rufus. Let's go get him, Rufus. <laughs> get him. Get him, Rufus. Rufus. You just hear the Rufus. Rufus. You can it just works. It works in athletics. Rufus. Rufus. Tyrafina, not so much. Tyrafina. Nah, don't work. But Rufus, Rufus. Yeah. I like this. It says, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Man, ain't that sweet? Paul says, Rufus's mom been like a mom to me. Now, here's the cool thing about Rufus. 
Here's the cool thing, crazy thing about Rufus. In Mark chapter 15, um, we're told that a certain man of Cyrene, and a man named Simon, and Simon, it says of us, to, to, says to us in Mark's gospel, he's the father of Alexander and Rufus. So it's very possible. Now, Rufus was a fairly common name, but it is also possible that this Rufus is the son of Simon who carried the cross of Jesus. How about that? Right here in, in the Roman church. The son of the man who carried the cross of Jesus. That's awesome. And then in 14 through 16, 15, a bunch of other names I can't pronounce. Uh, Asocritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet them all. Greet Philo, Philogus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet with one another with a holy kiss. That was pre-COVID. <laughs> that was, that was pre-COVID. <laughs> Me, greet them with a holy knuckle bump. Meet them with a knuckle, greet them with a knuckle bump. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, anyway. <laughs> um, interesting, though, right? This, this list of, we're going to wrap this up. I promise we're going to wrap this up. But this list of people is amazing, right? You've got nine women listed in, in this list. And I'm just emphasizing this because this was countercultural. In that culture, in the typical culture, women were devalued. And here in this new community of the gospel centered around Christ, nine ladies are specifically mentioned among whom are apostles and outstanding among the apostles. You've got slaves who were considered second-class citizens in the ancient world. You got Jews and Gentiles who never mingled in the world. They lived in two separate worlds. You have rich and poor, the same. And yet the gospel, the power of Jesus has brought all of these people together in the same church. And they're equal. There's none higher or lower or better than the other. They're all one in Christ. Man, what a beautiful picture of the church. Man, if you want someone, someone's like, I don't know about the church. What's up? Look, have them read, have them listen to this podcast. I mean, it may set them back a minute, but maybe they'll get the truth out of it. But share this podcast with them because this is what the gospel is about. This is what it does. It works. It brings people together around the power of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. There's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, the Jew first and also to the Greek. To the male, to the female, to the slave, to the free, to the rich, to the poor, to the employee and the employer, to the government official, to the government employee. It works. All right, let's go. Let's wrap this up, y'all. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division. So Paul's saying, look, we got a lot of diversity here. The biggest threat to the church is division. 
is someone to come in and try to separate, try to tell you that your main identity are these other things. Your main, your main identity is your is your is your uh, political party. Your main identity is your social status. Your main identity is where you came from. Your main identity is whether you're a male or a female. And Paul says, look, that's the biggest that's the biggest threat is people will come in and try to leverage a wedge based on your your earthly differences. But Paul's saying, I want you to know that that's all been done away with. It doesn't mean it goes away. doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but it is secondary to who you are now as children of God in the family of God. One family. Don't let any, don't let any suckers come in and try to break that up. Mm. So he says, says, I urge you to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teachings you've learned. Keep, keep away from them. Lock them out. Kick them jokers out. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. Yeah, boy. I love that. I love the contrast of that. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. <laughs> the God of peace will soon. See, there ain't no peace. Peace has got to be established. So Jesus is the one who establishes peace. And he's going to do that finally. He's going to crush Satan under his feet. Um, verse 21. The, oh, the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Verse 21. Timothy, my co-worker, sends you greetings, as does Lucius, Jason, Suspatter. That's probably not the way he says that. My fellow Jews, I, Tertius. That sounds bad. <laughs> Tertius. <laughs> no, not Tertius. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm drinking middle school coffee this morning. Let's just go with Tertius. <laughs> You don't want to shorten that. <laughs> Yo, Turdy. Uh, <laughs> hey, Turd, come here. Oh, my bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, 23. Verse 23. Man, we're going long today. Verse 23. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you greetings. So we see that Paul had a writer, though, right? In verse 23. He wrote it. Someone, someone who took dictation for him. <laughs> Erastus, who is in the, is the city director of the public works, our brother Quartus sends you their greetings. Now to him, I love verse 25. This is awesome. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with the gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God so that all Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Good theology should always end in doxology. Good theology, good study of God should always end in praise of God. A theology that does not end in doxology is gone wrong. All right. We got to pray. We got to pray. We got to wrap this up. Thanks for being on today. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for this journey through the book of Romans. Thank you for the beauty of the family of God that is made possible through the power of the gospel. Thank you, Lord. Male and female, rich and poor, all people come together because of the power of the gospel.
Lord, I pray that we as your church would live this out. We would practice it. We would believe it. We would preach it. Lord, that we, as we started, we would not be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Lord, thank you for my friends and the privilege that we've had to take this journey together through this book. Lord, um, we pray that we would not forget these lessons that you've taught us. Uh, And Lord, as we go back and look at it again, we know you're going to teach us more things. But Lord, let us not move beyond what you've shown us, what you've taught us, what you've instructed us. But help it to deep, just plant seed in our souls and help us to live it out on a daily basis. Lord, I pray for my friends, whatever specific needs they have today, whatever pressing matters they're dealing with, may you give them power and grace, whatever measure of hope and help they need. May you grant it to them in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Thanks for being here. Book of Romans. Yeah. If you just jumped on or you just kind of caught in late, you can go back in the podcast. You can start from the beginning and listen to all of them and, uh, and, and get caught up. So thank you guys for being part. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.